What's going on? My friends, hello. How are we doing? Welcome to the show, everybody. I got a good feeling about this one. This is going to be a good show. Because we've got... uh, One second, I'm going to adjust this microphone. I don't know if you even heard me adjusting it. It may sound terrible. Anyway, uh, I, I got a good feeling about this show. Good feeling about this show. We're going to talk a little Lady Lion basketball. They got a big game this week. I don't know if you guys heard about it or not. Awesome, awesome interview with Southeastern Softball's Kaylin Ladner. So happy to get Kaylin on the show. She was a treat. You're going to want to stick around for that. And I don't know if you guys follow college baseball, but uh, those, uh, those Lions... Those Lions are playing pretty well, huh? Anyway, big show. Uh, Lots to get to, and we'll begin with the Lady Lions of Southeastern Louisiana University punching their ticket to the first ever NCAA tournament in program history. The Lady Lions, in bracketology, looked like uh, we were waiting to see, do we get a play-in game, or do we get... A uh, a 16 seed just straight up, right? Well, to everyone's surprise, we draw a 15 seed. We draw the 15 seed in the NCAA tournament. We will take on the two seed, Iowa Hawkeyes. As uh, I want to see really quick. The, the disrespect that was uh, that was put on display. Where's this women's selection show? I want to re-watch the women's selection show. Because I don't think that they announced our name on the show. As we take a look at your 215 matchup in the regional, Seattle regional, two-seated Iowa Hawkeyes. CP, a lot of debate about them being a one seed. Well, Caitlin Clark, she will earn your respect. If you didn't put respect on the Iowa Hawkeyes, giving them a one seed added two, they're going to come in, they're going to shoot it. We saw how determined they were when game day went to Iowa City. They're going to carry that on through the tournament. Let's give some flowers to some teams that are making it to the tournament for the very first time, Uh, starting with Louisiana. How would you give them their flowers, T? Um, just shout out to uh, Southern Louisiana for doing something that a lot of people would not have uh, thought that they would be able to do. So the answer is no. They did not announce our name during this election show. How? I just, man. And then... <laughs> Give credit to Southern Louisiana. I'd rather people didn't talk about us. Anyway, the disrespect is crazy. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, let's get into the matchup, okay? Enough uh, enough being upset and uh, yelling at clouds, okay? Um, Iowa obviously has Caitlin Clark. 
Um, Caitlin Clark is. She, look, no matter what happens, she's going to be fun to watch uh, in this game. As a, but I will say this: I wanted a team that shoots from their perimeter. I think that this draw, and look, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a terrible draw. And I'm not expecting people to know how we play. I'm just not, you know? Um, but this is as good a draw, I think, as we could get. You look at their uh, their team. They Their tallest players are uh, 6'3", and 6'4". They are guard heavy. They shoot the three at a really high rate, uh, but they are not a really strong defensive team. So we need that uh, because we're not going to score a ton of points. We're going to do our best to take away Caitlin Clark. I know that. The question is, can someone else step up? I want to see her game log. I mean, no one's been able to slow her down. It's actually incredible what she's been able to do, knowing that everyone's going to try to take her away. Uh, 30, 22, 22, 34, 18, 30, 24, 15, and 35 uh, over the last month. The lowest point total she's had all year was 15. So she's going to get hers. The other thing is, she's not just, you know, high usage rate. She dishes the ball. 17 assists against Ohio State last time out. She's had uh, 10 assists, 10 assists, 14 assists, 11, 10, 14. So she distributes the ball. It's not just a, a, a player who is playing isolation basketball. And uh, so that's... That's Iowa, but Jen Pierre's going to be on her. Ooh, I'll take Jen Pierre on a, on a lot of people. I will take Jen Pierre on a lot of people. As uh, we're a top 15 defensive team in the nation. Iowa currently, as I take a look at, uh, Caitlin Clark is second in the nation in scoring with uh, an even 27 points per game. If you take a look at uh, scoring offense, the Iowa Hawkeyes are number one in the nation, 87.5 points per game. That's how they win games. They outscore people. But you know what we do? We, we stop people. And so this is a bad draw for Iowa, I think. I think it's a great draw for us. They are a fantastic team. That's how they're the two seed. And there was an argument for them to be the one seed. We're the underdog. There's no doubt about it. We need to play a really good game. But I don't think we need to play a perfect game like we would if we were a 16 seed. If we get a good offensive game, it's going to be a really tough game. That's the only thing. And that's been our thing all year. Can we score? The games we've lost, we haven't scored. It's never been defense. We've always had the defense. We just can't score. And really, against Commerce, we couldn't score. For the first half against Lamar, we couldn't score, but we got going in the second half. If we get the offense going for a full 40 minutes, we're going to be tough. We're going to be really tough. 
So that's my thoughts. I love the draw. I love, love, love that draw. I did not want a team that's got a huge inside presence like South Carolina or Virginia Tech because that would have been a really long day, I think. A team that can just throw it inside because that's mid-major versus Power 5 basketball. That's the problem you run into. Caitlin Clark is the best scorer in the nation, but they're going to play perimeter basketball. I'll take that against us. The question is, can we score? Can we score enough to stay with them? I think we can hold them. Man, if we hold them under 70, that's a win, no matter what happens. But, I mean, we've seen it. We, we've, we've struggled to reach 50 in some games. So that's going to be the key, I think, is can we score enough to stay with them? Can we score enough to stay with them? Can we build an early lead? Can we get them panicking a little bit? We can't let this game be over after the first quarter. That's going to be the key. Before we move on, I want to say the Iowa fans seem like tremendous people. On Twitter, they seem great. Um, so no matter what happens, I I, I think I'm going to be rooting for Iowa uh, if they are able to beat us, which I hope that they don't. But they seem like very nice people. I like them. Moving on. Um, actually, we're going to get right into our interview because uh, everything else we're going to wrap up the show with. So, Southeastern Softball has a big game coming up this week, hosting LSU. And we've got the player who has uh, really led the charge for a phenomenal pitching staff this year, Kalen Ladner. Wonderful friend of the show. Fantastic interview with Kalen. Here it is. Here's our chat with Southeastern Softball's Kalen Ladner. All right, everybody. We are very pleased to be joined by a very special guest today, Southeastern Softball's Kalen Ladner. Kalen, thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me, and thank, thank you for all your work that you're doing and just highlighting Southeastern sports. Well, thank you. Thank you. Usually people wait till the end to do that, but I appreciate you for thanking me. And now we can just, we can just end the interview there. We're done. It was just there to boost my ego. <laughs> Before we get started with specifics, I need to ask, as someone who spent half their childhood in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, I need to ask you, as someone who's from Kiln, how are you related to Brett Favre? <laughs> so I am related on his everyone is side of the family <laughs> yes yes I somewhere on the wife side of the family somewhere deep, deep down there I'm a Ladner there's lots of Ladners down there that's a trending last name I'd say so we're we're, we're pretty much all related <laughs> and that leads me to my follow-up are you related to Jet? That one we could never figure out, but um, <laughs> me and Mr. J, me and Mr. J are from the same road, like right down the road. So I'm sure there's connections there. Um, when I was at Southern Miss, um, we definitely just went by the cousin word. So we we're like yeah. we're cousins or something. <laughs> All right. Important stuff's out of the way. 
20 and three at this point. I mean, to, to have this start, you, you've been, you've been around the program for a few years and you guys have the 41 season a year ago, but just to have this much success, is it something that you thought was a possibility or was there a point early on in the season where you said, okay, we knew we were going to be good, but we may be even better than that. Absolutely. So uh, Team 38 last year um, really set the pedestal and just really set the standards high for this program. So coming in uh, this season, we knew we had a lot of younger girls coming in, but um, right away, you know, coming off of last year, 41 season, we knew that the standard was set and uh, we were not going to settle for anything below that. So it's been really fun to see us have a quick start this year and to, just to see everyone um, just accept the challenge and just play up to the level that Coach Friedman has taken this program to. When um, kind of backtracking a little bit, but you obviously you, you started your career at Southern Miss, but I mean, you, you've, you've been around here for, for a few seasons now. What was it about uh, the program that Coach Freeman was building that you wanted to uh, come to Hammond? Because when you came, there was success, but not nearly to the point we're seeing now. Absolutely. So um, right away, um, Coach Freeman, just the amount of detail and just the knowledge wisdom that that man has and just the entire coaching staff itself, um, what really stood out to me was that they were they were interested in the person I was and mm-hmm. they were after that interested in the player I was. So, you know, the, this program he, he just takes us all in and he really just um, is big on self-improvement and just continues to give us life-giving um, just information and develops us as players. And that's, I think that's all I've wanted in my softball career was to just to reach my full potential. And I'm a part of a program that pushes me to that every single day. You got an opportunity to face your former team earlier this year. You, you pitched one inning and you shut them down. Was that your first time pitching against Southern Miss? So that is the first time I have pitched against Southern Miss since we left. We had a long schedule last year, um, and the head coach previously canceled that game. Um, they got a new coaching oh, wow. staff in, and they had yeah, uh, they they had made an agreement for us to play. We actually got to go in the sixth and seventh, so I got to throw two innings, and it was amazing. <laughs> what what is that like? I mean, just like a full circle moment because. I made a big deal out of it with the tweet and stuff like that. You and Madison both being there. But I mean, was it, was there a bit of validation there? I mean, what, what is that like going up against your former team? Absolutely. So, you know, the last time I um, played on that field, um, was that one of the lowest points of my life? I was a part of um, a mass exit. The program had a mass exit of uh, just women who had left. Um, just a lot of things going on behind the scenes. So, um, yeah, to be on that field at the lowest point of my life and then two years later set back on it more whole than I think I've ever been, that game was a lot deeper than softball. And it just reminded me of all the growth that I had and just kind of validated the reason why I chose to come to Southeastern, just all the growth that I've had thanks to this program and just my teammates being in my back pocket. But that just – Stepping on that field again, just a different experience. I'm super thankful I had it because that's how I'm going to remember it last. That is that is awesome, and I'm so happy to hear it, um, especially because you I, – I feel like every year there's a few athletes that really 
stick out and we see them everywhere. And uh, like Carly Wilkerson comes to mind with volleyball. You come to mind with softball. And there's these players that just embrace Southeastern as a whole. So for you to represent Southeastern now in what does it mean to you after having not a great start to your college career, but now to even still be playing and now playing at the highest level that, that you've had in your career, just what does that mean to you? I keep repeat. I kept repeating it this past week. And really just the point I want to get across is how blessed I am because I get to experience something that not many people will ever get to experience in a college career. And when I came to Southeastern, I really saw that every tool that I possibly need to succeed is offered at this school and just this program and the community. So, I mean, that itself is just, it's amazing because like I said, not everybody gets to experience that or has that, you know, so I don't take it lightly. Can you talk about the, the rest of your staff? Because you guys have been just sensational all year. I think at one point, top 10 in the nation in ERA. Sarah Blanchard has stepped up in a huge way. Just as a veteran of that staff, just the growth that you've seen and plenty of younger players because you're kind of the veteran. There's a lot of bright futures on that staff, just what you've seen from them and how proud you are of the growth that they've made this year. Absolutely. So we have eight on the staff and my question to everybody is how do you prepare? You can, Yeah. you can. Yeah. The staff has, has different speeds, different tools, different windups, different personalities. And there's eight of us, you know, and just coming in every single day and us throwing bullpens together, I see how we're challenging each other, having that friendly competition, holding each other accountable, coming together and setting goals. And I'm just not surprised with all the success that we've had because, you know, all those things are earned. And I saw at the minute that um, just everyone arrived in August. Um, we knew we had a goal and we knew we were going to do whatever it took to get there. And so since August, we've been grinding every single day together. And that's what I like the most about this staff is we really do work together really, really well. So it's very cool to be a part of. Big opportunity on Wednesday. If you're listening on Tuesday, it's tomorrow. Obviously, if uh, you're listening on Wednesday, it's tonight. But against LSU, top 15 team in the nation, as a mid-major player throughout your career, is does that add any more excitement going up against these teams like Alabama, like LSU, or are you going to give me a nice coach speak answer and say that every game's the same? <laughs> no, I, I I love being the underdog. We are considered the underdog, but what's cool is I know the I know what this team is capable of, and yeah. I feel like this team has been challenged to go to these bigger environments and we're the ones having to adapt. Well, LSU is coming to ham in America and they're the ones that are going to have to adapt to this environment. I am very excited for that call us the underdogs, but when we step on that field it we're going to, we're going to compete. We're going to give them all we have. It feels like that's the last box to check early on in the year. Obviously conference play hasn't happened yet, but of the five losses, you four of them have come to power five opponents. Is, that feels like it's the last box to check to really say, okay, this team is truly special, is getting that win over a, a Power 5 team. Absolutely. Some of our losses have been by one run, one or two runs. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in the moment there, that has been very frustrating at times because we know that 
um, just the needle can tip our way at any moment and we can have more wins under our record. But I think at the end of the day, that has um, really just challenged us as a team. It caused us to develop. And I think all of it's really come together, especially leaving state. And we've learned a lot bringing into Wednesday. So I feel like we have a lot of experience and uh, just wisdom coming in the Wednesday. Um, and we're definitely going to use it. Who is the one batter that you would not want to face in the Southeastern lineup if you had to pick one? <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with um, our hitter of the week, Maria Dettelier. There you freshman. go. Freshman of the year. Freshman of the year right there. Freshman of the year. Veteran pitcher, freshman of the week, I have respect for her. She is a complete dog in the box, and she's going to make it work if I'm pitching her in the circle. So going to go with Riri. If you uh, – because for a freshman to have so much success at the Division One level, just what does that say about her? What do you think that has – from an outside perspective that you've seen to allow her to have so much success early on? I don't think she realizes how just important what she is doing is. Um, and I think that is a big part of why she's so success successful. She is the most down to earth person. She yeah. puts her head down and she just grinds absolutely every single day. Even if things don't go her way, you cannot tell the composure is the best I've ever seen. Um, so if there is any way that I can contribute and just be a light for her and encourage her, I'm going to do it. And it is so fun having her on third base beside me because I look and it's like she's a freshman, but she's not. That is just a mm -hmm. title. You know, I'm playing yeah. out there with somebody who is going like, to give me a thousand percent pitch. So I just have a lot of respect for her. really, really happy for her. I'm sure there's going to be many more memories to make. The, traje the trajectory is, is, is looking very strong for this year. But as of right now, what is your favorite Southeastern softball memory? My favorite Southeastern softball memory. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to kick this back to the La Tech game at yeah. the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. Just just coming, I played against them a lot. Um, they, I used to be in their conference, and right. um, I felt like it was a really big breakthrough game for me for a lot of different reasons. Also, had surgery last year, and that was one of the first times I've truly felt um, like myself again, just out there. And that's been one of my top favorite memories. And it was just so incredibly cool, um, just how much encouragement I got from my team and coaches that game. Um, even when I was pitching, got pulled and got to come back out to finish that game. It was just, it was amazing. I'll never forget it. Best restaurant in Hammond. I'm going to go with Kate Street Seafood. Has a little bit of I appreciate that it's a different answer. Everyone just says tacos and beer. So I appreciate it being a different answer. Absolutely. I mean, pasta, sushi, anything you want. What do you, what do you mean? You know, not even hard to pick. Look, NIL, Kate Street Seafood, if you're listening, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate advertisement right there. Um, <laughs> it, is there a reason for your number or did you just kind of get thrown that? I'm really happy that um, I was 21 years old when I entered the transfer portal in the year of 2021. 
Um, that number kept repeating to me. There's 21 outs in the game of softball. And when I got to Southeastern and decided to wear that number, I ended up getting baptized on August 21st of 2021. So really incredible. Awesome. Um, just how that number has lined up me and has a lot of meaning behind it. That is awesome. And I will close on this. Hmm. Got to think of a good one to close on. All right. For people listening who maybe don't follow Southeastern softball extremely close and they want to know about Kaylin Ladner. Well, if you go on the Southeastern roster, you won't find Kaylin Ladner. You'll find KK Ladner. Where does the name KK come from? I'm also really happy that you asked that. When I started this whole pitching career, um, I had an elderly man come to a game, one of my first games I've ever pitched in, and he said, uh, they should call you KK from all the strikes you throw. Um, my initials aren't KK, but that's always stuck with me. I and mean, I actually have this on my wrist. Um, let's see if you oh, can that's see awesome. it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a forwards K and a backwards K, kind of symbolizing a strikeout weekend and a strike um, on my glove hand. But that's why they call me KK. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And for everybody who, who's listening, like you said, right on, right on the wrist there, right on the forearm, KK Ladner. Kaylin. KK, thank you so much for your support of, of the show. Thank you so much for, for the time today. Congratulations on all the success and look forward to talking to you uh, during the championship run. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you again and uh, keep up the great work. We appreciate it. Huge thanks to Kaylin Ladner. How great was that, huh? And uh, Southeastern softball continues to roll uh not a it's actually the first weekend where you know it wasn't uh wasn't all great uh we actually dropped three of four over the weekend in uh starkville had a really good shot to beat mississippi state to open the weekend oklahoma pitched a perfect game against us and then we closed out the weekend against east tennessee state with a seven to two win we open Southland Conference play this weekend. We're going to talk about that on Friday's show. But Wednesday against LSU, the number 14 team in the nation, a team that I've seen in person this year when they came uh, up to North Louisiana to play Louisiana Tech, they can absolutely swing it. Um, midweek game, I'm curious how their pitching looks. There wasn't, you know, against Alabama, we got shut down at times. Uh, against Oklahoma, we got shut down. I don't get that vibe from the LSU pitching staff that they are a shutdown unit. I think we're going to have base runners. The question is, can we drive them in? The other question is, will our pitching show up? Our pitching has shown up 90% of the time this year, but if it doesn't, LSU is going to jump on you, and that's what they've done to teams this year. They are a really, really good offensive team. So I'm looking forward to that. Wednesday at 6, uh, it's the flood the field game. Uh, so if you're looking for something to do on Wednesday, there you go. We wrap up the show uh, with Southeastern Baseball getting a big win over Auburn. Big series win over Auburn. It's the first time that we have uh, won a series against a ranked opponent since 2017. And let me pull up the stat here. I think it's the first time we've beaten a 
Power Five team in a series uh, since 2014. Just a just a good good win for the guys. Um, oh, it was actually since 2012. We swept Mississippi State in 2012. It's the first series win against a Power Five team since 2012, and it's Matt Reiser's first series win. As as great as we've been under Coach Reiser, it's our first series win against a Power Five program under Matt Reiser. Uh, Lance Love, what can you say? Gets the win in Game Two. Gets the save in Game Three. Jake Killingsworth is uh, just Jamison Fisher esque. Uh, Preston Faulkner-esque, big hit, you need it, he's gotcha. Tyler Finke can do it all, he can steal bases, he can hit homers like we saw in game two. Rhett Rosevere just keeps getting hit by pitches, they keep throwing to him inside. Uh, Will Kinsler, another great outing for him in the start. Just, uh, we're coming together. The only thing is, we gotta get the bullpen straightened out, I think everyone will admit that. I still really like Dalton Asphalm. Uh, it's been a, a couple of outings that haven't gone his way, but I, I say we stick with him, you know, we still got a, a little bit of time before conference to straighten that thing out. So, uh, we got Southern miss tonight, another chance to get a top 25 win. And if we do, that would be huge for the RPI. The reason I bring up the RPI is because our good friend, Adam Pennington wanted us to talk about the RPI. So. This game important because of what it means for the RPI. In the years that Southeastern baseball has made at-large appearances in the NCAA tournament, those were uh, 2016 and 2017. We want to be in the top 45 to 40. In 2016, we were 44th in RPI and got an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. In 2017, we received another at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. That year, I believe we were 27th in RPI. Let me uh, let me confirm that real quick. I'm looking through the list. I had it screenshotted, and then I deleted it because I said, I don't need this anymore, when in reality, I did need it. I did need it for this show. Uh, and now, of course, on the spot, I'm on it. Oh, it's in alphabetical order. Okay. Okay, John, here we go. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana in 2017 finished 30th in the RPI. So, get into the top 45, and you got a good shot to be an at-large team. As of the time of this recording, so... Going into the Auburn, the final two games of the Auburn series, we were 70th in RPI, 70th. We are now 57th. So we're climbing. A win over Southern Miss probably gets us into the top 50. So it is huge. It is huge. Again, one of shooting for top 40 RPI. Uh, that's where we want to be. And... Uh, Hopefully we keep the momentum going. It's it's easy for this to be one of those games where you say, or one of those series where you say, all right, everything's coming together. Um, there were still times in the Auburn series where we were not producing with runners on base. We left 13 on base in game one. We left them on base for the majority of game two until we really got going in the late innings. 
game three was just a sensational game uh, in, 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 in many ways. Um, so still some things to clean up, still some things uh, that you hope to see improve uh, before we get into conference play, but let's go get a win tonight. That game is uh, tonight. Uh, so against Southern Miss. So looking forward to that. That is our show. Thank you so much for uh, supporting the show by listening. Uh, leave a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, truly appreciate it. Visit the website, thestateofslu.com. Purchase a subscription. Go ahead. Do it. Do it for, do it for uh, your family. Uh, give, them, give the Southeastern fan of your life a subscription to the state of Southeastern. Uh, just $5 a month. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, so again, thank you so much for supporting the show. Another huge thanks to Kaylin Ladner for her time. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. It's lying up over everything. This is the state of Southeastern.